Hello, and welcome to another episode of What Created the Creative. Olivia, a filmmaker, joins me on this episode. It was really fascinating to hear Olivia's journey so far and all the amazing projects she has created. Olivia shares insights on what it was like growing up homeless and how that time with her dad helped to find her drive and passion for life. Olivia talks about how the backstory to Rocky inspired her to follow her dreams and how her dad's support and sharing the lessons he learned from Hollywood has given her the space to be creative. Olivia talks and shares some stories about dealing with creative conflict on set and how her goal to becoming a producer is still very much on track. I caught up with Olivia one afternoon and this is what happened. Today I'm joined by or with Olivia um, and I'm not going to do any introductions but I'm going to ask Olivia to give us your sort of 30 second elevator pitch of who you are. Hello, my name is Olivia Bonapane and I am a filmmaker. Um, I study at the University of Canberra. I do a bit of modelling and part-time I'm an LSA uh, at the time being, probably until next year and after What's my a uni. LSA? An LSA is a teacher aide. So I just help out with the teachers and the kids. Anyway, that's my job for now um, as a uni student. Then next year, once I finish my degree, hopefully I'll be working full time somewhere <laughs> in my profession. Hopefully my dream um, dream job is to be a producer, a creative producer. So yeah. That's a pretty cool dream. Yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, I can get that job. Hopefully. I have to start at the bottom like everyone else and work my way up towards it. Just before we jump right into it, I just had this question. Yeah. How do you feel about the whole like TFP, time for print and and doing things for free? Do you? I, I think it's a good way to get started. So with modeling, um, it's a great way to get your portfolio because it costs with professional photographers, it can cost thousands and, you know, and, but, um, with TFP, you can, um, you can get these photos and you can connect with people and it's the same with filming. So I've recently made a short film with you, the power you to be shown. And, um, I've met so many people I've learned, so many new things. It's a great way to get started, but then again, there's has to be a time where you have to stop when you get to that certain level, you know. So you can't if you really want to make it your profession, you're gonna go, okay, I wanna make some money out of it. Cause that's what I want to do in the future. I want to make this my career. I don't want to wash dishes or, you know, be an LSA for the rest of my life. Yeah. So there's this, there's this change in like consciousness, I guess, where you think I'm going to start at the bottom, I'm going to learn enough and, and I'm going to do stuff for free. But there is a point where you sort of, and from my own personal experience where I probably got a confident enough in design where I'm like, actually, I'm going to start charging for this and I'm going to make this my profession, like you were saying. And I was just wondering if there's a level of like a confidence where you're like, yeah, I actually 
am good at what I do and I know what I'm doing. So I'm going to start looking for better opportunities or opportunities that actually give me some financial aid. Yeah. So eventually I'll develop enough skill to work in the professional field. But at the moment, I still, I'm still not that confident to work in that area yet. There's a lot more things for me to learn about the business side of things and, you know, and so, but once I do reach that level, I do want to work in the professional field and not do TFPs anymore. I can do it for fun, like on the side, if I've got something creative on my mind, but there will be a point where I'll go, okay, it's time to stop this now. It's time to move forward because if you just keep going with TFPs, it can, it, you kind of like sit still in your your profession and you don't move forward. But once you start getting paid for it, that's at a level where you want to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you recently started your own little production company. Yeah, so I recently started Olive Productions. So, well, right now it's not really doing too well because of coronavirus. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was filming weddings, um, commercials and – you know, I was filming for the U.S. military at one point. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to move forward and meet new people. And I worked with Devochka models as well. And I made like a little short promotional video with them. Um, yeah, I went to Sydney, did more promotional videos there. And it just leads you to a higher, um, what's the word? Caliber? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So... Yeah, that's why I started my business. But Olive Productions, I don't want to run that for the rest of my life, I don't think. I would like to join a a studio or a production company that's a lot higher because I don't want to be a businesswoman, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I feel like that's not really what I want to do. So hopefully maybe next year I probably will still keep Olive Productions, but – um. Yeah, eventually I want to go somewhere bigger and join those people with those feature films or, you know, the news crew and, yeah, yeah that's definitely. what I want to do. Because there is a big commitment to the, like, business side of yeah. anything and you sort of takes you away from that creative aspect. Yeah, exactly. So it's just business and I don't really want to do that. That's not my thing. You mentioned just before that, like, COVID-19 was impacting your sort of business yeah but has it impacted you and your creativity at all no it hasn't so well with short films yes going out and shooting but I'm trying not to let that take over so um I've been writing a lot planning of new um films I'm going to make in the future maybe possibly next year or at the end of this year so um at uni we have to do a major creative project at the end of the year. So we are still planning it. Um, so that's what we're doing right now at uni. And, um, yeah, hopefully that will go through. I'm not too sure. Anyway, so, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm just going to play a bit of a word association game. Okay. Have you ever played one of these before? No, I haven't. All right. So the idea is I'll say a word mm-hmm. and then – you say the first thing that pops into your mind um, and feel free to talk about it a bit more. It's not like a speed game, so take your time. You don't have to 
necessarily okay. say something if you don't agree with what comes into your mind. Um, but we'll just work through about 10 words and just get a, a bit of an idea of mm -hmm. um, your first thoughts. So the first word is design. Okay. So design, that's a, that's a big word. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> a, it's very broad. Um, so design starts from the beginning right till the end. So um, just planning the shoot in general, working out your characters for the film. Um, so when I read a script, when I was planning that short film, The Power to Be Shown, you really have to look in detail because you want to make the scene look real. So lots of student short films, it looks fake because they're not putting all those elements into the scene. So design, it's very big. <laughs> it's you got to really think about it a lot and every prop that's used in the shot or scene needs to relate to the story. And choosing the characters is a big one as well. So when I choose actors, I'm... You just just say it's like a a rebel type guy you want to hire. You, they may look like a rebel, but somebody might have that small detail about them that will make them get the part. So people ask me, oh, why did I get the part? You know, I'm like, I'm sorry, this person just has this little thing that I like about them and that's why I'm going to use them for my film. It's not that they're bad actors or anything, it's just, they have that one thing that I really like and that helps the scene, um, you know, bring out the emotion so much more and bring out the story as well. So, yeah. That's cool. Finally, I have closure on why I never get parts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the second word is film. Mm -hmm. Film. So like storytelling and in general. <laughs> Just whatever pops to film. your mind. Um. Well, to me, I I'm I used to not watch too many films. I don't know why. I just I enjoyed making them rather than um, watching them. Lately, I have been watching more TV shows and films. So recently, I've been watching Breaking Bad. That's been a TV show that I've been really getting into right now. Um, so yeah, beforehand, I don't know why. I just I got bored and I was like, okay, I want to make something of my own that can stand out and be original. So, cool. yeah. I'll unpack that later. But for okay. now, uh, the third word is work. Work. So work. In this industry, it can be hard to find work in the beginning, especially if you don't know anyone. Knowing um, people is a big key in this industry. If you don't know anyone, you're not going to make it. It's that simple. So throughout my uni and these three years of my course, I've been trying to get to know people all over Australia if I could. So over social media, um, Star Now, you know, anywhere I travel and I try and meet as many people as I can, even if I like get scammed a bit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just got to take the risks and go and find out what's for you. And you got to work hard to get out there and show your work 
Because if you're like, oh, I'm too shy to do this or I don't want to meet that person or you don't travel, it's going to be really hard for you to maintain work. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And I probably touching back on your, uh, we were talking about the TFP and that sort of leads you to yeah. more work and more work and you create exactly. your network and it grows and it gets bigger. Um, and that's probably, I know, especially in Canberra, the the, the network's quite small. and It is. Once it you is. know a few people, you sort of get to know everyone because you all turn up at the same auditions and the same Yeah, tryouts. I don't know. I think I know everyone now. <laughs> I, I see these short films and I, I know that person, yeah. I know that person. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but it is a good way to, yep, get connections and eventually in the future when you are paying your actors, it brings in more better talent because they're professional and you'll know that they'll arrive on time and, yeah, that's the yeah. good thing about being paid because you'll go, okay, it's a job, I'll be there because I'm getting paid. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, the next word is passion. Passion, yes. Um, so you got to have a lot of passion with this industry as well. Um, lots of people strive for fame I've noticed and they show off what they have but it may not be enough if that makes sense so you got to just keep working at it yes show off your work but don't emphasize something you made 10 years ago and not make anything else you got to be really into this industry because it can be really cutthroating and, you know, you just got to keep moving forward and ignore those rejections and, yeah, just keep being creative and that's why you really need to be passionate about yeah. this. I really love that idea of like you're only as good as your last piece of work. Yeah, And yeah. you can't rely on something for 10 years and hope that it still carries you through. You just got to keep making it and keep trying new things because that's the whole point of being creative, you know, and people just – Sometimes people just use the same old story and same old technique. Mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed at university too. The students, they just use the same storyline and the same shots in the film. I'm like, come on, you got to be creative. Use your creativity to make something great. Yeah. And that's a good way to showcase your work and show your how unique you are in the industry. Definitely. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, the next word is dream. Dream. I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, dream. Let me have a think. We can come back to that word if you'd yeah, like maybe, and keep going maybe through. We'll come back. Um, hero. Hero. I guess film can be your – it can inspire people, the stories, that it can show messages and that's the main reason why I've loved film because it's helped me relate to my life and my passion to drive forward and it's something I can relate to and that's why I love film because it can bring you those emotions you felt before and, yeah. Fear? 
fear. Um, like sometimes I can, I am fearful of my work, showing my work, but sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> you know, with the short film I made with you, I was so nervous to make it. I didn't think I was going to finish it. And I, because I was telling people about it and I was promoting it, I'm like, oh, my God, i got to actually finish this thing because it was really hard to make. And I was like, i got to try to do my best to get it, do a good job because sometimes a lot of the time I'm worried what people are going to think of me and I'm always worried they're going to go, oh, no, they're going to think I'm a bad filmmaker or, um, you know, that's – Yeah, I was actually – super in awe of how you brought all of that together especially when there was like free actors and free sound guys that just didn't show up and it was just like to actually see the whole process and and be part of that was something quite inspiring to see someone like yourself putting themselves out there yeah and then a lot of the time you're right you, you go do free work or you go work on something and it never actually gets finished because either fear creeps in or time mm. but Exactly, but at one point in the film, I was so stressed out. I was like, no one's going to help because it is free. That's really understandable. They're working for free. But I was just like, I'm not going to finish this and it's taking ages. And I, I prom- at the beginning it was going to be 10 shooting days. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. <laughs> and then I was like, I was reading my script. I was like, okay. I got to think realistically here. I've got a car chase scene in mm-hmm. here, and I've got all this stuff that's in my head. But then you got to break it down. I'm like, oh my god, I got to think of a way to make this and actually do it, which I did in the end. You did. I did it, and I'm so happy. I finally finished. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's good. Uh, the next word is money. Money. Um. Money, um, so films can cost a lot of money when you're first starting out. So, yeah, it's like props, food. So that's why lots of actors and crew members who are starting out work for free because um, this year I've been doing budgeting at uni and it really showed me how much a film can actually make mm. or how much it costs. Um, and we budgeted our major creative project for next semester and our film is $50,000 for a 10 minute film. Wow. I'm like, wow. And it's really simple. It's one scene and it costs $50,000 and that's like to pay all the actors per hour and, Mm -hmm. you know, and the crew members hiring out things and, you know, I was like, oh my goodness. And I'm, I'm still confused how people get that money to make films and it's just incredible how much money is in this industry. You need an executive producer to bankroll it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing actually. Mm. So, yeah. Happiness? Happiness. Um, well, making finishing something big or... Little makes me happy each time. So in the, in the middle of it, it's uh, it's tiring and exhausting. But then again, after one day of shooting, I feel fulfilled that I've done something and I I did my best. 
that's how I gain my happiness. When I'm at home and doing nothing, I, I go, I get upset, you know, because I'm not, I'm wasting time in my life. Like, especially with this isolation, I've been, I wake up, I'm like, I've got nothing to do, you know, but right now I'm taking a break. But usually when I waste time, I go insane because I'm like, I am wasting time. This is my life and I want to make the most of it. And I just wasted a whole day. I could have done something really good. <laughs> you know? yeah. But making something always makes me happy and fulfilled every time. On that note, yeah. what was behind making that, um, was it Workout with Olive? Oh, yeah, Workout work with Olive, yeah. Um, do you want to take us through like why you started that? that Instagram channel and, and yeah, what it well, was for? Yeah, sure. So um, when I was younger, I used to be a sprinter. So um, fitness was a big thing in my life. It still is. But when I was younger, me, my parents were split up and actually I was, me and my dad were kind of homeless in a way. Oh, wow. So um, anyway, we, we were living in a caravan at the time, this really crappy caravan. And to get warm, I used to go for runs and stay really fit. And at the same time, I was doing my sprinting as well. So that was something that made me happy a lot at that time. And also films like were inspiring me to, I don't know, run fast. I wasn't very good at running, but it made me feel good, you know, and made me feel warm. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a big thing in my life. At first I was like, oh, yeah, I want to become a personal trainer or like – I wanted to be a professional athlete, but um, in what sport? Uh, sprinting, but it didn't really work out because of my back. I have scoliosis, unfortunately. So I don't know. Getting that speed was too hard to get up to. So it was just for fun, and that's why I made that channel because I like to show people my workouts, and yeah, it helps me push further because you're showing people. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you mentioned that you were like technically homeless. What yeah. age was this? Um, so my parents separated when I was around four. And then every time I stayed with my dad, my dad didn't have a place to live that much. So we stayed in places. It was called like dad's home or something like that. And yeah, you just... They, the government gives you a house for like a week or something mm. like that. And we used to stay there and because my dad, he didn't have enough money to buy a house. We had a house in Batemans Bay, but we wanted to live there. But the courts wouldn't let us live there. But I had to stay in Canberra and my dad didn't want to sell it and I didn't want him to sell it. So we were just fighting the whole time so we could live at home. And so we we slept at – um a friend's house and mm. mainly at my grandparents' house, but unfortunately they passed away. But luckily we've got a place now in Canberra. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. But it was an adventure, i got to say. Like I know it sounds sad being not having a house to live in, but it was an adventure, you know. Like we've got so many funny stories that we used to do. <laughs> you know, we used to make pancakes with our little stove and yeah. in the car. It was like camping every day. It was a lot of fun. Okay. I actually really enjoyed it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. How much, I guess, during this time, did you, other than wanting to be an athlete and, and running, mm -hmm. was there any other sort of 
creative outlets that you started to pursue? Um, not really. No, th- those are the main things. When I was younger, I never ever thought I was going to do modeling. Ever, like in my head, I I really wanted to do it. Everyone does. Yeah, everyone <laughs> does. You know. <laughs> Until I turned 18, then I can do what I want. Because my parents, they always thought, oh, yeah, she's a tomboy. She wouldn't do anything like that, you know. And my parents, they wanted me to be a physiotherapist. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, I used to make little short films when I was little mm-hmm. of myself. <laughs> and I used to make stop animation like with toys because I didn't okay. have any actors. I yeah. didn't know anyone. So that's what I used to do when I was little. And um, I used to like drag my friends into doing it, but they wouldn't be friends with me anymore because they were too shy <laughs> in front of the camera. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what I used to do. And then lots of fitness and that just helped me, it helped me be motivated and I would use that energy, that energy I used in my running, I use in my film now. So it's like running a race, right, and you're feeling tired. It's like the same, it's almost the same feeling when you're filming. So I use that energy. I'm like, okay, I got to push. I can't stop now. I got to finish mm. this story, and that's how I use my motivation in my films. Except sometimes films are like a marathon. Not a yes, <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you made some early films. Do you remember what they were sort of about? And how old were you? Uh, I started when I was like eight. Okay. So I was really young. So I, I stole my dad's camera. <laughs> I used to, um, I don't know, I used to like have my own, I don't really remember actually. I used to have my own little show or something Okay. with this friend of mine, but she, didn't, she hated being on it. <laughs> and I'm like, I used to film her sleeping every time she had like a sleepover or like would pretend there's like a ghost in the house. <laughs> but there was nothing to upload it to. Like YouTube was really wasn't really a thing then, you know, nothing. Yeah. yeah. So that was that. And then I made, started to develop more of a story into it. Mm-hmm. So I did like stop animation. And I remember this one video I made, it was like a roll, you know, those exercise rollers. Yeah. I used that and it used to squash all the toys in stop animation. I think I still have That's it somewhere. Cool. If you find it, send it yeah, over. Yeah, I will. That'd I will. Cool. It's I remember making it only goes for like 20 seconds, but yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you used your dad's camera. Mm-hmm. What did your your dad do when you were growing up? Um, it wasn't oh what my dad did. Mm. Yeah, so he was being a teacher his whole life. Um he graduated university when I was around eight years old. So he was mature aged. Um, he used to be a printer by trade and he was in the army. He did all these little jobs. He never really stuck to one thing as a, I don't know. Like young a t- lifelong career. Yeah. Well, at first he loved his guitar. He still does. And he went to Hollywood and tried to make it big over there and everything. And um, he said, he said to me, if I stayed, I could have made it. But he missed home too much Aww. and, you know, he hated Hollywood. He hated living there but he was getting somewhere and he stopped. Wow. So he was like, if you're going to do this, you're going to push hard and go to the places and take risks and sometimes it doesn't always work 
my dad told me some people don't do it right and sometimes it's just by luck. Mm. So, yeah. Do you think you'll move? Yes, I will eventually. So, Canberra, there's not much. It's a good way to start out. So, it's either Melbourne or Sydney. I'm thinking possibly Melbourne. That's where, I don't know, I think it was Neighbours or something was made there. I don't know. Yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Or I was thinking of moving overseas, but I would like to get a job first before I move. Yeah, Because that would be a smarter option. (laughs) Whereabouts overseas would you consider? America possibly or maybe England as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would love to join a production company that – I love and I, the films I love and join them. That's my dream. I don't really want to make Olive Productions big. I would like to use that to showcase my work to work with larger productions. Awesome. And you just answered one of the, the questions that you didn't answer before around dreams. So there oh, you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned that your dad said that he could have could have made it if he stayed. Is that... Do you think that that sort of passion and drive in what you do sort of came from him? Yeah, I guess it it was a bit of it. Like he's told me stories about him. I'm like, I want to be like that, you know. And, um, yeah, he's always like pushed me in my life. He wasn't, you know, laid back. He was like, okay, you got to do this, you know, get up early, make your bed, you know, just those little things help you get out there and do it. You know, he's not an easy person to live with. (laughs) I got to say, maybe it was from his military background. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's always pushed me to get where I was going. Sometimes he wants me to do something else in my life. He's he's not always supportive with my film because he wants me to make sure I have a job in the future. So he's always like, why don't you teach film? Or like, no, I want to make it, mm. you know? And so that's my dad for you. But yeah, he's always like always positive and motivated for me to do that and pushes me. Cool. Yeah. There's something you mentioned there that I just want to unpack a bit, mm-hmm. which is around like he made you get up, make your bed um, and create those like little habit forming things yeah. throughout the day. Do you think that having sort of, a habitual lifestyle around those little things gives you more time to be creative or not? Yeah, well, my life has never been a routine ever, but my dad's always like, you got to keep the place clean. It's how you think better, um, clears your mind. And he's telling me, you just got to keep working on your film, got to keep creating new things all the time. Don't stop. Just don't stop. Because he stopped, in a way, when he was playing his guitar. He wanted to be one of those big 80s bands, you know. Yeah. And um, he stopped, unfortunately. And so that's why he's not where he wants to be. And um, apparently one of his friends who stayed actually made it big. Really? Yeah. Have you heard any of your dad's stuff? Yeah. He's actually pretty good. He's not bad. Like he's taking it up again. Cool. I think he's going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he's just, he loves it so much. He'll play hours and hours every day. Yeah. I'm actually sick of it now. But anyway. No doubt. <laughs> I'll deal with it. <laughs> um, 
So I think probably around like the storyline we're maybe going into high school at this stage. Yep. Were you still in New South Wales or had you moved to um, Canberra? Um, or were you somewhere else? So in I lived in Canberra my whole most of my life, but on the weekends we used to go to Batemans Bay. Right. We used to sneak over to Batemans Bay and stay there because okay. you don't want to live in the cold on the weekends. Sure. So we – I hope my mum doesn't hear this. <laughs> we used to sneak over to the coast as much as we could and because we were just tired of living like that. And um, But, yeah, when I was in my high school years, that's when I developed more of an interest in film. So when I was little, I stopped. I stopped with that creative side. I don't know why. I just – I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was just, I don't know. Anyway, when I was in about year nine or year 10, I started to watch more movies with my dad and I just, I was addicted and I was like, I want to make more and make these films again. So that's when I bought my, I bought like a little GoPro camera to start off with. I just made little films here and there and yeah, that's when I started to develop more of an interest and there was a class that I did that was media and we had to put a sequence together. I was like, this is really fun yeah. and I really want to do this. So, yeah. Was there a movie that you remember watching that was like that had you, made you have that defining moment that you wanted to do more of it or was it just a um, accumulation of a bunch of them? I, I love all films but I love um, – Rocky is one of my favorite films. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to watch it a lot when I was younger, especially in my high school, because that motivated me to like do better in my sprinting or, you know, and then, you know, go for your dreams and all that. So I was like, yes, I want to do that too. So, yeah. What was it that you loved about that Rocky? Did you like the other two Rockies or just? I loved all of them, but I researched more into it and Sylvester Stallone was he was actually homeless and just hearing his story of how Rocky was made, mm-hmm. it was all by luck apparently and he had to sell his dog apparently and I was like, oh, my God. And it just – I was like anyone can do that. Anyone can be creative no matter what and, yeah, that's why I love that film. Not mm-hmm. not just about the story but how it was made as well. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so you're taking some media classes in like year nine and 10. Yeah. Was there any sort of defining moments there where you thought this is too much, this is too hard, or you never had that thought again once you sort of um, committed? No, but once I started uni, that's when I learned, oh my gosh, this is actually a bit hard. It was when I started my editing at university, when they were teaching us how to edit on Ad- Avid media composer I was struggling I failed one class because of it I was just I was like how do I do this how do I use this thing there was no you had to use like certain keys to make things move and then it would crash and I was like I give up I was so stressed but then after once I overcome that boundary of learning how to use Avid I was like oh this is easy I love it again you know it's just those little things that you might get stuck on that can ruin your career forever Mm -hmm. because you're like I give up and then you'll leave. But I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out and then it will become fun again. Yeah. Is there anything you do when you hit that 
roadblock where it's mm. like this is too hard, this is too much. Is there anything you do to take yourself away to maybe like replenish or to get more energy to go back to it? Yeah, well, I'll stop. I'll give it a go. I'll go on YouTube tutorials or whatever and if I'm really that frustrated like I'm going to cry or something, <laughs> you know, I'll just stop, take my mind off it, go for a run, come back and go, okay, it's time to think more clearly because when you're in that state where you're just like you can't figure it out, you're so stressed out, your brain goes everywhere and you're just out of control in a way. So you just got to stop and relax and figure out the problem step by step. Is there anything that you've given up on that you wish you didn't? Um, probably my sprinting, my athletics, which I actually want to take up again because <laughs> lately I've been like doing lots of long distance um, runs and I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting pretty good at this, you know, again. And I'm like, I really want to race again and be competitive because I love being competitive. That's my nature. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's. I might be doing that again. Right now it's a bit cold. so mm, It is. So it's like hard to get out there and run. But, yeah, that's one thing I stopped and I shouldn't have because I was in that state. I was like, I can't do it. I, I can't beat these girls that, have, you know, they're just so fast. Like I can't do it, but it was my back that was holding me, and so yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I want to try again, but this time I want to try set that goal. That's a realistic goal, <laughs> and try and beat it. You know, hmm. is it is this time is it more for yourself rather than to win? Yeah. So this time, rather than not winning, maybe setting a time, or you know. Just doing it again will make me feel better, I think, because it's always on my mind. Like when I go to sleep or something, it's like, okay, I want to do this tomorrow for training and I'm like, why? I'm not racing anymore. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to race again, you mm -hmm. know. So, yeah. So I'm going to ask a controversial question. Mm -hmm. If you could pick to be a pro athlete or a pro director, production. Oh, yeah. What would you choose? Production, like filming. Yeah. yeah, because in an athlete's career, there'll be a point where you're going to get older, <laughs> you're going to get lots of injuries and you're not going to be as fit as you are. So I'm just from a realistic point of view, I would definitely go filming because once you reach the age of 30, that's it. No more. Mm. And But with filming, you can be creative forever. So, True. yeah. What do you love most about that whole field of like filming? Because you've, you've done acting, modeling, editing, the oh. business side, production. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> design the sets. Um, like what, what do you love most about? Maybe you love more of all of them, but what do you yeah. love most about them? Well, so far I do love everything about it. But I don't know. It's hard. I don't – what I don't like is actually directing. I actually don't like it. It's really hard and technical. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I just had a bad experience. But, um, yeah, directing I'm not really fond of. But um, 
producing. I find it really interesting. That way you can meet new people and you organize the set and everything. That's probably the one thing I love the most is putting it all together. And editing I love as well, just putting those sequences together because editing is such a major role and you can change things to be a completely different story with what the footage you have, completely different. So, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing like often the editing's yeah. like not spoken about or overlooked and no, that's really how it all comes together. Exactly. And, and people just go, no. I'm like, I love editing. You just sit there and you're putting a story together. It's so cool. Mm. So, yeah. My, just for background reference, my dad used to be an editor. Okay. Um, and I used to go and see him work and back then though it was like tape to tape. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty like amazing to see someone put something together. Yeah. Um, it was quite interesting. You mentioned that you had maybe a bad experience with directing. Do you remember what that was? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, last year, the end of last year, we had to make a film for uni and I've never directed before. So I was like, okay, I'll put my hand up and I'll see what it's like. Um, the crew was, I, don't, I hope no one hears this with the crew, they were terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Like they were really unprepared. I ended up organizing it all instead of directing. I ended up putting all the props there and everything. I'm like, I, I want to do my role, not everyone else's. And the writer, he was refusing to change certain things mm. and we couldn't really film it as student filmmakers. I'm like, can you please change it? Uh, an actor got hurt on set. And that didn't turn out very well. I felt terrible about it. Um, yeah. And the writer kept being in control of the directing. So because they're so passionate about their, their story, they don't want you to change it. But once you hand over in the real industry, mm. once you turn that script over to the director, it's theirs. They can do whatever they want with that script. And this writer, he was just like, no, you can't change it. No, we're doing this. It says this. You've got to do it. I'm like, oh, God. And then I was in one room and the writer was in the other room with the actors. I peeked in and he was directing him, telling him what to do and everything. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I want to direct, please. And anyway, that was terrible. I just I hated every moment of that film. How do you go dealing with those creative differences? You just got to sit down with them and just kind of negotiate. That's what I had to do. So he would go, I want this. And I go, how about we turn this part into this? And then he'll go, okay, but maybe not that part, you know. So sometimes you just got to negotiate if they're really picky about their art. But I've heard that you should never um, get too close to your story because it can change. It's going to change. Somebody's going to go, oh, I don't like that part. And that was probably the moment where you put so much effort into it, so much heart into it, and you're like, what? Don't get rid of that part. And yeah. Yeah, and I think that's like a lot of creative work you sort of have to do and then almost like set free. You yeah. can't really hold on to it forever. Otherwise no. you never are going to get it out there and, yeah. and potentially like – help people or change things or make something 
Yeah, exactly. So every time I write a script, I don't get too close to my writing ever because then I'll ask people, what do you like? What do you don't like about it? So I don't really get too offended in a way and too shocked like, oh, my God, you don't like that part. I just go, okay, yep, they don't like that. I'll change it to something else. And, yeah, because it's not about your entertaining yourself. It's entertaining others. Mm. that's what lots of people get wrong. You have to entertain others because that's the whole point of making a film and showing it to people. So people, lots of people forget about that point. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a very important point. Yeah, it is. You just, you can't write something. You go, oh, I love this, but everyone else might hate it. So you're, write, you're not writing to yourself or you're not making something creative for yourself. You're making it for the people who want to see it. So, yeah. You mentioned just before that the, the so you put your hand up to be a director. Yeah. Is that something you, you do a lot is like just say, yes, I'll do it? Yeah. I, well, over my uni um, course, I've, yeah, I've always like tried new things, tried sound or tried directing, editing, everything. And I just wanted to try everything to see what I've wanted to do. But now it's narrowing down what I dislike and like. So, yeah. Do you think putting your hand up and trying all those things has actually made you a a better filmmaker? Yes, yes. You have to know everything. The more you know, the better your film will be and, you know, so you got to learn everything, even if it's just sound. People hate sound, working with sound at uni. I don't know why, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. And, like, it drives that emotion in the story. And everything, every little detail in a scene helps do that. So, yeah. I remember doing the sound on that film for one of the scenes. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe like the clarity and everything that you're picking up and just the slightest direction or wind Mm. change could actually impact the clarity of the voices Yeah, and that's when editing comes into its role. If there's something wrong with the sound, you've got to know how to cut it out. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got to know how to put it together so people will enjoy it, not so you will enjoy it. What's sort of the biggest takeaway from last year that you've taken forward into this year? Um, I guess being organised was a big thing. So I, you have to just look at the script. It always comes down to the script. So you got to look at it and break it down. And go need this, need that, need this prop, need this sound, and you got to plan everything, plan it all. Otherwise, if you don't have something planned, like as simple as getting the chalk for the slate board, <laughs> things will go wrong and you will run out of time. <laughs> so yeah, just being prepared is the main thing. Mm-hmm. I sort of want to understand a bit more around what drives you today. Yeah, um, it's a hard one to answer. <laughs> um, what drives me? I don't know, just I guess it's kind of proving myself to people. Every time I make a goal, I want to prove it to people that I can do it. So without, if I don't, if I can't prove it to them, I kind of feel like an idiot. In a way, that's what drives me the most is proving that I can do this. And when I can prove it, 
then I can help inspire people that they can do it too. So, yeah. And the people that you want to prove this to, are they like family and friends or broader yeah, public? Um, I guess it's like the people at uni. It's kind of com- in a competitive way I'm thinking of, like proving, yes, look at my work and, you know, and also proving it to my parents because they want me to do something normal, a normal job, I guess. That is normal. I guess. <laughs> but they think normal is like public service. Yeah, sure. You know, and a stable income. They just think of money, 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 which is fair enough. Prove them that it can be a normal job and I can have a stable income and I'm good at it because one of my parents was like, oh, you're not really good at this. Are you sure you want to do it? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. So it made me drive harder and push further and learn new things and just keep improving my work. That's that's a quite a quite a significant sort of thing for someone to say to yeah. someone. How did you feel like initially as soon as you heard those words? I got angry, really angry. I was like, no, I am good at this. I'll show you. So then I asked people, what's wrong with my work? And then they picked it out, you know. Then I improved on it and then it slowly got better and better and better and then eventually I'm actually doing really well. And she goes, oh, you're actually not that bad. I go, I told you so. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> well, that's good that yeah. you um proved her wrong. Yeah. So if you could be anywhere tomorrow, where would it be and what would you be doing? Tomorrow. Um, if like anything's an option, money didn't matter. No. I guess... Moving into a big mansion. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just like maybe working on the big sets, like the feature films, TV shows, that's where I want to be. That's my goal is to be possibly a producer or something like that on those sets. So that's where I'm striving to go. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that wraps it up. Okay, cool. So thanks so much for being on yeah, this episode. No worries. It was actually really cool to hear your story yeah. and I've only met you not a bunch of times and never you don't really ever get the chance to really no. get to deep dive and get to, I guess, connect with people that mm. you work with or see. So it was really nice to hear your story and, and thanks for sharing. Yeah, no worries. I'll see you around. Bye.